Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Martine's Musings podcast. I'm your host, Martine Felton. We're in the third year of producing this podcast, and I want to thank everyone who has gone on this journey with me thus far. In this season, I'll be going deeper into the metaphysical, sharing knowledge, sharing wisdom, creating and holding space for you and everyone else who wants to experience healing through mediumship, guided meditations, sound and energy healing, as well as really connecting to your soul and your heart and finding your purpose here. So if that resonates, this podcast is for you. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining me for this episode today. We are going to be talking about divine feminine energy and the truth surrounding the divine feminine energy. So in the past uh, decade or so, it's been a real feminine uprising. Um, I like to think of it as the divine feminine rising era with um, all of these different feminine led movements happening at one time. And I feel like the feminine energy is really being called upon, is really being embodied in a lot of different areas in our lives, collectively and individually. So the divine feminine energy is known to be receptive, um, to be a very nurturing, loving, motherly energy, highly intuitive and very um, centered and grounded, but it is also a warrior. Okay. The divine feminine is a warrior at heart. She will fight for her rights and freedom and fight for her love as well. She has that respect me or feel my wrath energy. That's what she is. Divine feminine energy is also rooted, very deeply rooted in spirituality. Strong and impactful women were left out of major spiritual movements, spiritual texts, as we know, like Christianity from the beginning of time. And one major example for me um, is Mary Magdalene, how she was left out and how she was portrayed in the Bible um, was a complete lie. That is another episode. Uh, there are many, many different female ascended masters and goddesses that were persecuted because they were strong, they were vocal, smart, sexual, expressive, and so forth. To go even further, in many cultures, women who had a strong connection to nature, to spirit, were considered evil, you know, like evil witches, quote unquote. In the 1600s, witches, you know, got an evil attachment to it, that that term. 
Um, if you were skilled in herbal medicine, if you followed moon phases, if you were connected to your soul, if you did any type of rituals, if you danced, if you laughed, even if you sang, you know, you were at risk of being considered to be a witch and therefore you were at risk of being murdered. Women were buried burned because they were quote-unquote witches, thrown off cliffs, drowned, buried alive. And this all stems from fear, religious fanaticism, and due to, you know, years of religious war. So back then, there were many religious wars going on and everyone was fearful of everyone else's religion. And um, if it wasn't like them, then you were evil. You know what I mean? Type thing. So churches and religious leaders, you know, just pushed the narrative that women were witches and witches um, and the devil existed in women and women were nothing but trouble. Everything connected to a woman um, became feared, you know, and especially her sexuality and she became persecuted for that. So when I hear about divine feminine being all soft and love and light, roses and rainbows. That's not the full description. You know, in addition to the things that I had mentioned um, previously, divine feminine energy, you know, commands respect, you know, is a warrior, is a fierce protector, is a very deep lover, as well as the intuition, creativity, and sexuality. We are all of those things um, fully integrated, fully embodied. Divine feminine energy is the beginning and the end, okay, y'all? So some examples of vital and very important divine feminine represent um representatives are i'm going to speak about them you know in a few moments um and i'm getting all of my information from the divine feminine oracle deck and that's by megan waterson you can find that on amazon if you're interested um but it's a really good card deck it has a lot of um, different goddesses and ascended masters there that you could look up and study and know their stories and understand where, you know, where they came from and how they came to be who they were. All right. So first I want to start off with the symbol, the symbol of the cosmic egg. The cosmic egg is a core symbol of the divine feminine's creative force. It's a spiritual motif found in creation myths of many cultures and civilizations. It resembles a womb if you look at it. If you have this card deck or if you can Google the cosmic egg while you're watching, while you're listening to this, you'll see that it resembles a womb and it represents a birth, a new beginning or expansion of life. The thought is that the entire universe is said to have emerged from 
this cosmic egg from this woman's womb. Okay, so that's what that's what the whole point of the cosmic egg is. It represents creation. It represents the womb. It represents where we all came from. So Mary Magdalene, known as the apostle to the apostles, she was Jesus Christ's right hand. On this oracle card, it says, I am the bridge between heaven and earth. I am fully human and fully divine. And Mary Magdalene had um, a capacity. The reason why um, I feel like she wasn't, like they lied about her in the Bible, is because she was Jesus Christ's right hand and he shared teachings with her he shared things with her that he didn't share with the other apostles she got she understood him on a level on a soul level that no one else understood him so he kept her close he shared a lot with her i mean it was said that they even had a romantic um, relationship, which I'm not, there's no evidence to that. So I'm not even going to really, um, say that that is the case, but if it was, that's fine. But Mary Magdalene had the, the capacity, you know, to, to see she had sight just like Jesus did. She had healing capabilities just like Jesus Christ did. And, um, she was able to walk that line between being human and being divine and all of the guidance that she received from Christ helped her to really understand what it is to be really a full embodiment of love. So, that's why Mary Magdalene is one of my favorite divine feminine energies because she was so pure in her in her love in her embodiment. So the next divine uh, feminine energy I'm going to talk about is Yemodya. Now she is an Orisha, which or originates from Yoruba, from Africa. And her card is says the goddess of all that flows because Yemoya is known to be of the water. She is an Orisha and in, you know, the Santeria and the Yoruba and all the various spiritual systems that serve her, they don't consider her a goddess. But in this oracle deck, they're calling her the goddess of all that flows, but she is an Orisha. Okay. She's on spirit guide level. Her card says, I am an ocean of creative energy. I give birth to what exists within me. You know, she was said to have given birth to the other Orishas. She is a divine, divine mother energy, the water element, the emotion element, 
cleansing, renewing, inspiring, and reminds us of all the limitless love that we are and that we are capable of giving as well as receiving. And not to mention, she also reinforced, like if you're embodying Yemoya, you're also very creative, okay? And you give birth to ideas, to things, to creations. You create things as not only as far as giving birth to people, um, which is a huge thing, <laughs> but you also are, you know, you can be an artist, you can be, you might be a musician, you might be a writer, you are just very creative and you birth things, you create things, you just, so much comes from you when you embody Yemoya and when you serve her. So the next um, divine feminine energy I'm going to pull from, talk about from this deck is the Black Madonna. It says Our Lady of the Hermits. Now, the card says, I transform pain and suffering into a greater capacity to love. So first and foremost, let me just say this. In my lineage, this Black Madonna is Erzoli Danto, which is a loi, okay, um, of Haitian voodoo. Um, but hey, you know, for the deck's sake, we'll go by the Black Madonna right now. But in other, like, this Black Madonna synchronizes in other spiritual systems as different deities. When you're embodying Isoli Danto, the Black Madonna, she helps us to really transform our pain and our suffering and like turn your pain into passion type energy, energy, you know, to be so passionate about something to to be so passionate about your transformation that you will go to great lengths in order to go through that process to come out on the other side and have a greater capacity for love so what she she really helps us to become conscious of spirit in the physical realm the light in the dark and the intersection of sexuality and spirituality. You know, she um, is really a patron of women, children, a, a fierce protector of women and children, and especially of um, the gay community, lesbians and stuff. So she is a very, very fierce protector in that respect. So the next feminine energy I'm going to talk about is Isis, all right? The Egyptian goddess of love, fertility, resurrection, and magic. Um, her card says the goddess of magic, sexual energy is sacred. My pleasure is a prayer that brings me back to life. Okay. So her story is, um, she married her brother Osiris. I seem to remember is he was murdered and whoever murdered him like cut up his body and scattered his body parts and she found you know she 
found his body parts and brought him back to put him back together and and brought him back to life with her sex you know with her sexual you know prowess with sex and got pregnant and gave birth to their son and who is named Horus so Isis represent the she represents the ultimate for me the ultimate ride or die okay <laughs> the ultimate wife the ultimate mother you know she went and found her husband put him back together and gave him a son and she is really a sexual energy okay her like a sacred sexual energy in that respect like she used her sexuality to bring her husband back to life okay so the next um energy i'm going to talk about is kali ma now she is a hindu goddess and her card says the mother of the universe her card says the mother of the universe i release all that doesn't serve me it's time to be the truth of who i am and when Kali Ma comes around you, you know that it's time to speak your truth. You know that it's time to be who you are. It's time to let go of things that are not no longer serving you, letting go of people that are no longer serving you, people that are dragging you down, um, people that are not allowing you to shine because Kali Ma is if like if you know about the tower card in the in the tarot kali ma if is like if the tower card were a hindu goddess <laughs> she embodies the ultimate wake up call to get us aligned asap with what we came here to do okay she she's like oh no you have somebody in your life that um, is taking advantage of you, who doesn't really love you, who no longer serves you, who was bringing you down. She is making moves for that person to get out of your life. Okay, that's what she does for you. All right. So she's a divine mother. She is a protector. She cuts through illusion and forces us to see the reality of ourselves and our soul's manifestations. She is one of the most fierce form of dark, but divine energy, feminine energy. She is dark. Okay. She is a warrior. Okay. But she, it's all done for love because for her, you know, the, the love that she has for you. Okay. Dark, but divine is Kalima. Um, who do I have next? Sekhmet, another Egyptian goddess, the red lady. I am pure strength. I honor my anger by growing by giving voice to it. Sekhmet represents the sacred rage that keeps us protected and reminds the world of the pure strength of the female power. She represents um, a lot of people like have a fear for her, but it's not that she is a lot. I feel like a lot of people underestimate a lot of these divine feminine energies because especially the darker ones like Kali Ma or Sekhmet or even the Black Madonna 
for um, example, like at a certain level, you have to have a little darkness in order to have light. They both need to coexist. They both need to integrate. Sekhmet represents the sacred rage that keeps us protected and reminds the world of the power of the pure strength of the female power, um, depicted with the head of a lioness and body of a woman. You know, she is represented by a lion, you know, a lion head, which equals fierce hunter and protector. She goes for it. You know, she is pure strength and she uses her strength and she uses that sacred rage you know, to give voice, to, to manifest, you know, to, she speaks up. So you're going to be, if you're embodying Sekhmet, you know, your throat chakra is going to be on point. All right. Um, because you're going to speak up. She is the daughter of the sun god Ra, you know, the Egyptian god Ra. Sekhmet was a powerful guardian and protector of the pharaoh. She was called upon during the times of war and considered to be, a, you know, a goddess of divine retribution. Yeah, so those are the examples of the divine feminine energies. Just a few examples. I didn't want to go into a whole lot of different examples because we all know we can Google anything that we want to. And, but these are very, these representations, these goddesses, these divine and feminine energies are all varied and what, and they embody the true nature of divine feminine energy. So when we talk about embodying, you know, that divine feminine energy where you hear that because it's becoming like a buzzword. Okay. We need to understand the full picture of that energy and that, you know, there are light and dark aspects. It's not just love and light and receptivity and creation and intuitiveness. You know, there's a warrior aspect to it. There is a dark aspect to the divine feminine energy that really, really serves her, you know, in her quest and in her journey. And we, I feel like we all need to acknowledge that, you know, and also respect it give the divine feminine energy her respect, not only as a mother, not only as a lover and a nurturer, but as a strong, fierce warrior and protector. So that's all. I'm, I'm going to leave that topic there. And I wanted to remind everyone that the end of the year is coming and I am going to be offering uh, readings, 2022 readings. So if you're wanting to know what your year is going to be looking like, your upcoming year of 2022, what it's going to be looking like, I am going to be offering readings on my website where I will break down each month for you and get some guidance, um, look at, look at what's coming up for you for the year of 2022 by each month. That's on going to be listed on my website under services or, um, sessions, I should say, and on martinefelton.com. 
And also, if you're not already, please go ahead and follow me on my YouTube channel, as well as Instagram at Martine Felton. And what else? I've started a TikTok. I don't think by the time this this episode airs, I'm not sure if I would have had some videos up. But if you're on TikTok, I'm not gonna. I'm not sure how I'm going to use that platform. But go ahead and follow me, and we'll see what happens. Kind of excited about what I will be bringing to that platform as well. So anyway, I want to thank you all for listening. Take care and have a beautiful day.